Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wake Up and Grow. I'm your host, Natalie Binninger. Um, Today's podcast episode is titled Jointness, and the tea of the day, which I did make this time, is one of my personal favorites, vanilla honey chamomile. The verse I'll be focusing on today is Ecclesiastes 4.9, which says, Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their toil. As you may have been noticing during this quarantine time, uh, during this time of social distancing, as humans, we cannot be alone for very long without negative psychological, physical, and emotional effects. And loneliness heightens these health risks more than obesity, two times more than obesity does, in fact. Um, and some of the major health risks that we see with loneliness um, come with depression, poor sleep quality, impaired executive function, which is executive mental decisions, um, accelerated cognitive decline, poor cardiovascular function, and impaired immunity, um, which basically means your disease and infection-fighting systems are not at their best. Our spiritual life is very much the same. We tend to feel vulnerable when when we are alone, physically, emotionally and spiritually. I think spiritual loneliness is heightened when we um, are not involved in a church, Bible study, or other Christian uh, gathering, to say. Going to a church and being involved in a church are two totally different things, um, which is a topic I'd like to touch on in a later episode, but just to kind of cover it briefly here, when we are not involved in a church when we refuse to gather with fellow christians we will see our spiritual lives um and and the rest of our lives which is tied to that start to decline i've seen it in my own life and in others lives um when we maybe go to church physically but are not involved spiritually or mentally or emotionally and it it starts you on a downhill slope. On that note, the Bible describes Satan as a prowling lion looking for prey, that prey being you. And when we're lonely, we are more vulnerable to his attacks. If you don't know anything about how lions hunt, um, whether it be a single lion or a pride, they will single out their prey. They will get their victim to be solitary without the protection of the rest of them. For example, um, they'll single out a young wildebeest from the rest of its herd, or a sick wildebeest, or old, you know, a weakened wildebeest. Single it out, chase it down to where it is alone, and then they attack. Satan's attacks are very much like this. He attacks us when we are distracted, when we are alone, when we are at our weakest point, that is when his opportunity is at its greatest point. And that is why it is so important that you have someone you can turn to, whether it be a mentor, a friend, a pastor, a family member. I can think of several examples um, of each of, of, of each of those for me that I can guarantee you I wouldn't be where I am right now if they were not placed in my life when God placed them in my life. These people are to be the people that you can come to with your spiritual 
and other struggles. They should be there to listen to you, to guide you, and to help you, as well as teach you. An example of all of these for me um, is a, is my really good friend, Kate McCall. We've known each other since ninth grade, um, but she was a mentor and a friend to me when I needed it. And God definitely knew what he was doing when he placed her in my life. These people are placed in our lives because God never intended us for be, to be alone. He, the creation of Eve um, was so that Adam would have a helper and a companion. It said in the beginning that God believed that it was not good for man to be alone, and so he created Eve. We are social beings for a good reason. When we have someone we can trust with our spiritual struggles, those spiritual struggles become lighter on our shoulders. We have a better chance of spiritual growth when we can get answers to our questions. Like if you have a question about a specific Bible passage and you ask other friend or a pastor, you know, they'll, they study the word and they may have the answer to the question that's been burning in the back of your mind for so long. These people also give us an accountability partner who c checks in on us. You know, we've told them, hey, um, I want to read my Bible every morning. Can you help me with that? Sure. And they may just, you know, shoot you a text every morning. Hey, did you read your Bible today? Or if your goal is to break a bad habit that you've developed, um, they can kind of point it out to you when you've started to do that bad habit and on top of that we are more protected from Satan's attacks because we may not notice them when they start to creep up on us but others will if, if they know you well enough trust me they will it's almost like a nervous habit uh, for example I didn't know that when I'm nervous I tend to rub my nose um, but my family members did notice that and pointed it out to me. That's just one of the many reasons why we are social beings. God created us for companionship and friendship and other relationships. And so that's why it's so very important that despite um, this social distancing, that we maintain those relationships, whether it be with a family member or a friend or a spouse it's so important that we protect those relationships if they're healthy and that we don't purposefully isolate ourselves from the help those relationships can give us there's some other bible verses about friendship and companionship that i'd like to turn to and kind of give you my thoughts on those in first samuel 18 1 through 3 it says as soon as he had finished speaking to Saul the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as his own soul and Saul took him that day and would not let him return to his father's house then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul and really kind of what this set of verses is saying to me is friendship is about loving each other as yourself 
says um, that Jonathan loved David as his own soul. We are to love our companions, friends, family members as we would love ourselves, just like we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. And so the question that I wrote down here in my Bible is, are you being the kind of friend or companion that you would want to have? And then back in the um, verse I shared with you earlier, Ecclesiastes 4, the 9 through 10, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. This verse, or these two verses, to me really speak about support. We are to stand beside our friends, our spouse, our family, and those we associate ourselves with and lift them up when they are in trouble. And with this we receive the reward of love and companionship in return. In Proverbs 17 verse 9, it says, Whoever would foster love covers over an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. This, to me, kind of speaks about wrongdoings between companions and friends, family members, whatever the case may be for you. Um, and what it's saying is, if your friend or companion, whoever it is, wrongs you, do not repay them with an equal or worse offense, but show them love and forgiveness. We are to repay evil with good and not evil with evil. That's not what we're taught in the Bible. When Peter denied Jesus three times, Jesus didn't set a curse on Peter. He didn't repay his betrayal with another betrayal. He showed him love in that he died on the cross for Peter and still accepted Peter as his friend, despite the fact that Peter had denied even knowing him. In Proverbs 17 verse 17, it says, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. I think what this is saying is that the love we have for our friends, our companions, our family should be unending, unchanging, and non-judgmental, like the love that Jesus has for us. If we go down to chapter 18, uh, verse 24, it says, A man of many companions may come to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Um, I think we've all kind of heard the term, one friend is better than many. And it, it's true. While having those few close, intimate relationships fill our relational appetite, if you will, the multiple casual relationships tend to leave us empty if those are the only relationships we have. There's nothing wrong with having the casual relationships. I have casual relationships with co-workers but that's not the only relationship I have I have family and friends that I'm really close with that fill the rest of the relational appetite that I have that those co-workers can't chapter 22 of Proverbs um, in verses 24 through 25 it says make no friendship with a man given to anger nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. 
the phrase you become who you hang out with is very true so that is why it is very it is very important that we choose our friends or and our close companions wisely i i can point out again with my friend kate some habits or uh not necessarily personality changes but likes and dislikes that i changed while we were becoming friends it's, it's a psychological thing we we um unconsciously want to become more like those that we associate with we don't want to feel left out and so that's why choosing those who we hang out with who we claim as friends and close companions very important that we do it wisely but it is also important that we be the christ-like influence to others that's why if you form a relationship with someone who isn't a christian um that you be the christ-like influence lastly i'd like to look at john 15 verse 13 which says greater love has no one than this that someone lay down his life for his friends jesus considered while he was being sent to calvary and still considers you his friend he sacrificed himself for you simply because of the fact he loved you and it's very important that because we are commanded to be christ to others that we show that same level of love towards our friends our family and our companions um that jesus showed us i'd like to put this little thought in your head that even during this physical uh, slash social separation we are going through during quarantine um, in this COVID-19 outbreak, that does not have to be the end of those relationships. It doesn't have to be a relational separation. Those relationships can still grow. It, it's going to be difficult because you're not seeing each other, but they can still grow and um, strengthen without being physically in each other's presence. So kind of just as an ending uh, challenge here, reach out to whomever you consider one of your closest relationships, whether that be a friend, um, a family member, and let them know that you love them and that you're thinking of them and praying for them. I again want to thank you for listening and remind you that episodes are bi-weekly. That's every other Monday. Go give Wake Up and Grow a follow at WugPod Instagram. That's W-U-G-P-O-D. And Wake Up and Grow on Facebook. I'm Natalie Bittinger, and this has been Wake Up and Grow.